This is Gino's Golden Tea Podcast. All right, recording Monday night before the Nashville Open, the second annual Nashville Open. I am not the alpha. I am not Chris Longino. I am Matt Van Hoosier, uh, filling in for Chris one more time here uh, at his request. Uh, once again, like we always do, our best go out to Chris and his family as they navigate this uh, this part of their life that they're in right now. With me, uh, I'll say as always, because, uh, uh, you know, it, that's it, two, two in a row as always. Uh, we got Brian Bernhardt, the inaugural PCC charity champion. And we have the one and the only Gary with three G's CAGs. Boys, how you doing? What's up, man? How you doing? Doing great. Good seeing your faces. Very much so. I, I this that's the part right there that makes me wish I was being able to go this weekend more than anything. Is I'm not going to be able to see all these shining faces, 210 plus shining faces, mind you. How about that number? Yeah, 210 shiny faces, probably about 40 or 50 shiny heads. I mean, that's a, it's a heck of a number. <laughs> well, it, and not just 210 shining faces uh, as far as you know the entrants are concerned, but I uh, I'm guessing guessing in continuation of what happened that last year's national tournament is going to be a whole lot of uh significant others and, and families and such that have come along for the trip to make a little mini vacation on right before school starts uh up here later for a lot of folks so i have a feeling it's gonna be a very very packed bar this uh coming weekend here yeah and, and i think it's been mentioned that they're moving the pool tables over which is a, a great idea um space isn't really one of my concerns for the tournament my concern is the food the first thing that when we were talking earlier about the, the number being over 200 and that i mean that was really one of the few issues they had last year. And um, the food, not, not the quality of it, it was just, you know, getting it ordered, getting it to you. Um, so hopefully they've got a good plan in place for the number that's going to be there. Yeah, I remember those lines getting pretty long just for a drink or, or whatever. I know I didn't even eat there because I didn't want to fool with this. So I, I would I would guess myself anyways, second year venue now, right? They they've seen the, the chaos that we that it, that is us, that is our tournament scene, uh, and just kind of how how that runs uh throughout the course of a day and throughout the course of a weekend. So uh I me not being there last year, though I I, I would kind of assume to see some amount of improvement in that in those kinds of areas. I mean, obviously for them there's a vested interest in getting people cooked through there faster because you make more money that way. Um, so I, I guess yeah. for those that were there, both of you guys were there last year. So what, what, are, what are your thoughts on what do you think that they can and will probably do to improve other than just, you know, just kind of getting things out quicker? I, I think initially that I can visualize the heating window behind the bar and the size of their kitchen. And it is not very big. You know, it's not really built for a tournament of this size, honestly. Um, so I don't know if there's enough room in that kitchen for people to get the job done and move it out. So that, they got to really have a good plan in place. They got good food, you know, um, but having a, like Gary said, a, a line, no kidding, 10, 12, 15 people waiting, you know, one single line to order their drinks, order their food. Um, you know, the space was not the issue, you know, I could moving those pool tables to be great, but you know, with 180 last year, like there was, there was plenty of room for not just the players, but also their significant others. Um, I think just the only real downfall was that food. So I'm, I wish them luck. I'm sure they've got a plan in place, um, and hopefully, uh, um, hopefully things go work work out. I mean, what do you say, Gary? Right? I mean, you with me, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, let me throw two numbers at you. So we got 177 last year, right? So if they make improvements, 
is it going to be enough to handle the 33% increase on top of the 177? So not only do they need to make improvements on their service and food, we're going to have another 50 people there, um, conceivably, possibly, you know, um, plus significant others like you already mentioned. So if they do make adjustments, I think they need to make some pretty extreme adjustments to handle the 210. But hopefully they do. I mean, yeah. you throw five people out on the floor, um, it changes things. I, if I don't remember, I don't remember anybody being out on the floor. I thought that's what no. you guys said, that there wasn't, uh, there wasn't a way to do that. You had to go up to the bar to get whatever it was you wanted to go get. Yeah. I just remember but Like you mentioned being, that, you know, second time around, Plenty of venues have made huge adjustments to make sure things work out the next time around. And, and, you know, there's a, certain venues, you know, whether it be St. Cloud, they've been doing it for 10, 11, 12 years now. Um, they've improved a little bit every single year because of suggestions, because of situations and what happens at the tournament, you know, so um, you're never going to have perfection at a tournament. You know, you're always going to learn from the current one and do better the next time. And uh, so, yeah, hopefully things go as planned. Like I said, like, like I said there's, for, for them, if they see a line that stretches back, you know, whatever, 10, 20 people, whatever it was, right, there, there's there's no there's no benefit for them to have that sort of line going on either. So I, I'm sure that they, uh, uh, as a business that's been in a very, very busy tourist city like that for, for some time now, they they, <laughs> they know the value in, uh, in the money that's standing there in line, and they, they would like to not get rid of that. So I would fully expect to see some some improvements in those, those areas for those guys. Uh, once again, real quick, for anybody who is listening, if if uh, you're in the Nashville area this weekend, you wonder what the heck we're talking about. TNT Billiards Bar and Grill at 1015 Bell Road in Nashville, 37013. It's open registration. If you think you're not good enough to play, you're absolutely wrong. Everybody's good enough to play and everybody's good enough to learn. All you got to do is uh, be willing to take some suggestion. Uh, and there are a whole lot of people there that are going to improve your Golden Sea game by about three, four strokes real quick if you're, uh, if you're in that kind of a player range. So head on out there at least to check out a couple of the side tournaments, if not the main tournament as well. Yeah. And the, the price of admission of admission is really just a, a small in, uh, investment into your golden tea future. Really. I mean, just be, being a part of the tournament, seeing the best players in the world play uh, and Gary's going to be there too. Um, you know, just, uh, Dang. just watching how they play video golf. And hard, how buddy. Uh, do we need to fast forward to group three right away? <laughs> Crossfired early. Right. Jeez. <laughs> but I, I'm, I can't say that. I'm not going to be there. You know, I wish I, I was there last year and it was a great time. Uh, works in my way again. But uh, neither one of you actually, guys are going. Oh. Sorry, man. Kids got no. school on Monday morning. Couldn't make it happen. Wowzers. I know. You're going to have to represent for the pod, though. Yeah. Especially since those uh, those other guys up there in Minnesota started felt like they needed to make a comeback tour this past week or so, you know. Speaking I, I didn't stuff. tune in. I, I did see that. I wanted to wait till we did ours, and I'm going to listen to theirs and kind of see. Yeah, that's I, what I, was I didn't want to get ideas on, on their predictions. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to hearing what they have to say. The, the old Podmore get better. Shout out to those guys. They do great stuff. It is always an entertaining show with those guys for sure. Uh, I was Gary, thinking about them. I was thinking about them today. I was thinking about maybe playing some games on the home unit while we're having our podcast. Cause when they do it, you always hear those track balls somebody, rolling. Somebody banging in the back there. Yeah. yeah. True. 
we'll have to think of that for next time. Both we can let Bernsey and Gino talk, and the two of us just hammer away games in the background, buddy. Yeah, yeah. we need to find an, an A beer that has mountains that turn blue for you too, and that they always talk about their mountains. It's true. Hey, off topic. Have you guys seen the Bush Apple? Yeah. I was just curious. I was I was wondering if the the northern fellas have touched on the uh, Bush Apple yet. Not sure. The uh, when I was when I was in Wisconsin uh, several months ago now, I don't. They didn't. Well, they didn't purchase any. If they have it there, they didn't purchase any. Um, but I've definitely seen it here in St. Louis. I can uh, you're farther north than I am. Yeah, I, I don't get out much. Up. Yeah, I was just curious. Hey, we hit on uh, we hit on the, the bar staff a little bit, but let's give some kudos to the tour. I mean, we were at 202 last year in Dallas, 107, 168, 116, and now 210. I mean, that's pretty strong numbers. And and to think last year you had mentioned Gary the 177 players, and it's like wow, like you know the the pandemic, people are starting to feel more comfortable traveling and whatnot. Is this you know the is this the peak? Is this the new trend and things? trend upwards to Dallas and then it kind of plat, you know goes back down and here we are again just peaking with a chance of breaking a record and and who would have thought that there'd be a tournament on this tour that would get more people to go to it than a Texas tournament right or or that would have uh have Steve and those guys asking for people if they could bring in commercial machines to help help uh specifically on the qualifier day for sure but just play in general right I mean they just just need machines yeah um so hopefully, I, I haven't talked with Steve about that particular part of it. I'm not, I, I think that they got a couple people to reach out, which is great. Uh, and I'm sure there's people that reached out that weren't in a channel that I, you know, that I see. So hopefully that uh, the machine situation will be okay down there. Obviously, they're going to bring whatever they can fit in that trailer. They're going to, you know, package of the gills as far as machines are going. Uh, and and my golf clubs apparently so because Al Jazz, you know, doesn't want to rent. <laughs> well, I know the, the one I think down, too. I'm taking down a commercial machine. All right. Oh, you are. Yeah, so I'm curious. He may be upwards of 35 machines. Well, I mean, what we had uh, was it 39 in Texas? Is that right? Sounds right. So we got to be pushing that then, at least. Yeah, which is good because, like I said, those Texas ones—that's that saved the day to have all those machines down there. So if we have 210, we want what? Ideally, six on machine, right? Yeah. So that's 35 machines at 210. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, Gary, what's your, what's your side pot at right now? You got the ultra side pot, right? We got rid of the par five thing. Cause there's not, not drop rival par fives in the game. Right. Right. At this very moment. So what, what's, uh, what's the side pot look like? Uh, we're at 328 right now. Um, nice. So we changed it over to an ultra hole in one last tournament. Um, it's, it's just really hard to collect for it with Steve doing all his stuff and whatever. So it's kind of like me just going around the room. There are a handful that come up and, you know, but uh, we're at 328 now. We got 200 players. If we can get half the field each time, that thing will grow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people are, people are always like, I don't, I've never hit an ultra. You know, well, okay. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll hit it that weekend. You yeah. probably have an ace to par five either, but I bet they get on that, dude. <laughs> I, I never aced Monte 18 until it was worth 400 and something dollars. So. <laughs> uh, nice scamoids. Yeah. Well, maybe Gary, uh, just, 
it, just an idea, you, you know, have uh, have the people running the handicap Friday night. Just make, see if they can get a shout out. Find Gary, you know, uh, while they're in the middle of announcing all those names or or something like that. You know, that's that's a question for Steven. Always busy and always got a lot of stuff on his plate. But at some point during that two or three hour window, while those handicap matches, you know, get that over the voice over there a little bit and come to find you might be a good idea. Yeah, Steve, I mean, if you're listening. Yeah. I just try not to bother him, especially on Saturdays. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got 200. If we get 100 in, that's another 500 bucks. We're at 828. I mean, that'd be it's a good swell. hit. It's a good hit. Swell. And it's any ultra, right? I mean, it, and 80 yards any, out or more is an ultra, right? No, any ultra hole in one. Right. right no, it, but that's what I'm saying. You can have a short par three. You put oh, the center yeah. of the cup without it. That's a yeah. you know, several hundred Absolutely. dollars. I mean, you guys know as well as I do, it's probably more of a bad shot that's going to ultra. You know, you misjudge your yardage a little bit. But, uh, um, yeah. yeah, to me, it seems like, what, on a, on a random 18, what, 12, 13 goes at it? Right. So times five. I mean, you've got 75 shots at it. <laughs> better, than the one, better than the one part five. Yeah, for yep. four or five courses. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if anybody will be running a guess the cut line contest. That kind of happens sporadically, but uh, that's if usually under, Boyer. Yeah, it's usually one of the Boyers. That's right. Uh, and if I've got my math right with the new course pars, there uh, we're looking at a one twenty eight is GT par for all those trying to figure out how to do their math on that one. Uh, twenty eight for the main, main four, uh, and then twenty six on Champ is what I had written down, anyways. So you got one twenty eight. I did. Uh, very back of the envelope math. Maybe, maybe one more than that. Is it 138? Yeah, probably 80, 32, 100. Yeah, 138. Sorry. Trade trading, trading the one. Don't do math out loud, guys. Never, ever. Anyway. So 138, that's, you know, getting par is hard. You know, it's always a few strokes below par, but at 200 players, um, I mean, you know, you got to drop two strokes for everybody on champ 16, assuming they're going to either lay up or, or screw it up. But, um, but yeah, if it's 138, I mean, what are you thinking? Like 132, 134 to make the cut? Just. Mm. I usually in my head when I'm thinking of cuts like that, yeah, 200 is going to change that a little bit maybe, but I usually do two off in my head for every course to give it 10 mm -hmm. off total. I go one. So maybe that's where I came up with 128. Maybe I already done that minus 10. I'm going to claim it anyways, because it makes me sound smarter, but um, yeah, I, that's usually what I do in my head anyways, is two off with, with some points, decent amount of points um, for the round. So that's, that's that usually right. Of course, I've never won one of these dang things. So I can't say that my technique is flawless, but uh, that's where our, that's where my head's usually at when I'm trying to qualify is stay two off and you'll be, uh, you'll be, you'll probably be in the top third too. Well, and the thing is too, the, you, get, you get 200 in the field, but usually, I mean, the, the, the bigger fields like this, right? We're not growing. It's not because another 20 of the top 50 players showed up that weren't going to be there, right? It's another 70 of the other players show up. So that doesn't affect that that number on the cut line quite as much as it as it would. Yeah, very true. And you Looks can like tell it, uh... that by looking at the, the groups and the fancy golf. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Gary, you tried twice. Third time's a charm, buddy. Hit it. Uh, St. Cloudy on 168, we were at the tail end of those courses, right? 
yeah, that was the last, the, the merciful last tournament on those courses. Um, top qualifier, 144. Cut was 125. Ooh. That one had, did it have Pine and Trop in it? That had Pine. No, these courses aren't right. Yeah, the yeah. courses are wrong on that one. I think it had Pine and Trop in there. I seem to remember that. Um, so, yeah. But we're at 44 to 25. I mean, shoot, that's 19. Yeah, it was a big gap there. And I assume yes. that they're playing main four and then champ at the very end, but I guess I don't know that. Uh, although, unless it was hot, I don't know if there's an order that would be better or worse for any of that, truthfully. There's going to be a lot of guys going into champ thinking, okay, there's two holes I can't screw up on. If I really need the stroke, I can go for it, you know, yeah. but it's whole, was it nine or 10 and 16? Right, those yeah. are really the only two holes you got to worry about. I guess if I you get a, if you get a big boy look on eighteen or something, or maybe you can try to give it a ride. But yeah, in, in general, just just don't go take a bogey on an eagle hole and be happy. <laughs> yeah, I think we're uh, yeah just shy of two across. I think one thirty is probably where we're at. Okay, that's, that's what I think. Reasonable guesses, all. Okay, so uh, as we are normally do on our, our pod here, we're gonna we're gonna break into the fantasy now, uh, and hopefully uh, we can crush through this a little bit. Uh, I, I will say up front, I, there's two things that, that came to mind as I was looking through the the lineup here that he's got put out. And if you don't have the latest one, uh, in the event he's replaced his old ones with the new one, but uh, if you have one that has uh, Will Sandstead on it, if you have a copy printed off that has Brittany Casper or, or, or John on there. Those are the wrong ones to use. Don't use that. Go to the back of the events page, get the latest one. It should have Jade McGillum on it. And honestly, I'm not sure who he replaced uh, for Brittany, but uh, that's, it should be the only one on the post. It's definitely the top one on the post. I know because I went there earlier today to get the, the names off of it for sure. So if you don't have that one, or if you printed it off a long time ago when it first came out, make sure you got the right one. Don't submit a bad bracket by accident or bad picks by accident. Uh, so the, uh, the two things that I noticed though, um, uh, there was definitely a, a couple of these, a couple of folks in the groups where I just kind of, it kind of made me raise my eyebrow a little bit. It's like, hmm, I wonder what they're doing there. Or, hmm, I wonder where that name came from. Uh, so we'll talk through those a little bit as we go through. And uh, just in general, uh, for me anyways, looking that there, maybe this has been that way before too. Maybe I'm just now noticing it more, but there's the group one guys. And then what I would say, and I don't mean this as a, slap in the face to anybody that's in groups two, three, four, et cetera. But there's, there's the tier down there. There's, there's your tier A group ones. And there's, you know, two, three, maybe a little bit of four that kind of blends together. A lot of four, five, six that all kind of blended together. They're, you know, the, in there, it seemed to get really tight. And it was tough to pull them apart for myself here because a lot of these handicaps that are shown on the sheet were before the patch that fixed the course pars to be 28 apiece. And so it was tough for me to judge based on what was on the sheet only uh, where I thought some of these guys were in relation to one another uh, without just thinking through how I'd seen them play in games and things like that, which is kind of a fool's errand sometimes too. So I'll be curious to see you guys' thoughts on that as we go through. But uh, as we always do, we'll start with group one. Gary, I'm letting you hit first here, uh, but in group one, we've got Andy Haas. Uh, CJ Wangler makes his return. Uh, Clint Grover uh, representing True Wind up there. Evan Gossett, GVK, Paul, uh, world champ Luna, Paul Taylor and Ryan McCook. Uh, Gary, who you got? Um, 
couple trains of thoughts here. Uh, I thought about the big field. I thought about who's going to fare well. Long day on Saturday. Uh, I kind of looked at last year's Nashville, apples to apples. Uh, we got um, uh, Evan Gossett played, I think he qualified third, finished third. Pretty nice. Um, Paul Luna qualified seventh, finished first. But I think that I'm going to stick with the hot hand. Annie Haas last year finished fourth, qualified fourth, finished second. Um, I was worried about the long day. I was worried about the drinking. I was worried about Nashville. But when you're worried all about that, and that's kind of in the back of your head, he has um, made it perfectly clear that he can handle those conditions and uh, perform um, amazingly well still. So I am going to take the easy pick there, I think, and go with Haas, group one. Uh that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I, you uh, you kind of hit the big talking points that I was going through in my head as well. The, the long day, the big field, right? And I'm as I'm looking through this list and I'm thinking back to some of the really the really large field tournaments that we've had, uh, not just recently, but even over the course of the last decade or two. Um, Andy's that guy that just it doesn't matter what size the field is and how long the day takes. He's able to manage himself most of the time. Uh, in a way that puts him in a position to win a tournament at the end. And like you said, the hot hand, right? He, he won the last two PGT tournaments. And I was like, like, well, where did he finish in Wisconsin? Well, he didn't show up. So he couldn't win that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then before that in Texas, he had some pretty good, pretty good showings in both of those uh, Sunday tournaments as well. So I, I'm right there with you, Gary. I just, I, right now until, uh, you know, it, it's, I'm not telling you Andy Haas is definitely going to win this tournament, but uh, he's in a really, really good place to, to, uh, run the turkey, if you will, as far as PGT tournaments goes. Bernsey? So as the PEGT tournament goes, you know, and that's what's, what's interesting, you know, there's um, things have changed a lot in the last couple months because we had almost two years of the same courses, you know, so it's, it's almost kind of like not an asterisk by the last couple, you know, but when, when you're replaying courses over again, you know, in the multiple different, you know, venues, for example, you go to Sussex in 2021 and you play the same courses and, you know, you did in 21 and 22, but anyways, um, Andy has just the hot hand. The thing is, and you were talking earlier, Matt, about these guys, as you're looking at group one, like it's, you got group one and then you got group two and then you got group three through eight. I mean, the group one is the elite of the best of the best right there. Um, I, I don't know how McCook plays on Sunday, whether he keeps his pants on Saturday. I'm not sure please, on, on how that affects. Please keep your pants on Sunday. <laughs> if yeah. you're listening, please um, keep your pants on. Uh, Paul Taylor's a guy that he didn't – It's like if he does, he's going to finish in the top four. Almost every tournament he's in it's, the top four. He just finds a way to do it. And – I wanted to pick him. I just couldn't. Um, I've, I've always kind of been that guy that picks Andy Haas when Paul Luna was hot and, and, <laughs> uh, 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 but not today. Um, CJ still got to prove it to me, buddy. Uh, Clint, I, I've been playing a lot of these courses the last week and there's just a few shots. I'm just playing depending on, on what courses you draw, but, but man, the elevation on some of these courses are really going to come into play for a, a non stout player. 
Um, Evan, what have you done for me lately? And, and GVK, the same. Um, the one person I didn't mention, yeah, he's the world champion. But you know what his last PEGT tournament win was? It was the inaugural yeah. Nashville tournament. Yeah, a year ago, huh? So um, he's been there. He knows how to steamroll the field with 177 others or 176 others last time. He's also not including 14 and 0 record in the purple bracket. He's five wins away from 250 gold bracket wins. Wow. If Paul Luna can go on a run, you know, he'll be the first golden tee player to get to 250 wins in the PEGT tour. So, uh, Wow. Paul Luna, your pick. This is your tournament to lose. Wow. 250. That's a big number. That is a really big number. Just a few more than Andy has. Well, and that when you said that, I, I thought to myself, as you said that, I was like, so what kind of poetic glory would it be if, if somehow they got the same quadrant, right? So they face each other in round two or something like that. That would be, you know, with that kind of a, a stat that we're even one of us going to run. Uh, be cool to see. Um, so you got, I'm kind of writing these down a little bit, but for the after party, but that's group one. We got two. He's long overdue. Uh, yeah, a year's a long time. I mean, yeah, the, he had the world's one stuck in there, but a year's a long time for a player of his caliber for sure. And it, you know, it wasn't like he was skipping tournaments in there. He's been, right. he's been, oh, yeah. he's been taking one off. Yep. I wanna... and it's, it's been a couple, what months now, right? Months since the St. Louis tournament, which feels long in the you know, PGT tournament sense. Um, so I think that the, maybe the, the lull that we kind of predicted for Paul after he won worlds, I think that happened, but I think mm-hmm. that the reverse is also true, right? It's, it's been long enough now where he's probably, uh, if he, assuming he's chosen to has just kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, refocused on the task at hand. Uh, of winning tournaments uh, it's not to say that focus was an issue for him necessarily before but you know it, competitively there's probably a little bit of letdown after you win the world championship you know so we'll we'll see uh he hasn't fallen off a mountain by any means we'll see if he can climb to the top of this slightly smaller mountain uh than worlds and in in a, in a couple of days here uh gary didn't mean to cut you off go ahead no you're fine i was gonna kind of touch on uh paul taylor for a sec i don't know about you guys but very undervalued in the Calcutta every single tournament. Oh, yeah. And he's probably not going to be happy for me saying that, but. Uh, <laughs> the cost was, of Taylor just went up. <laughs> I was just one little hand flick away from buying him in the last tournament. Like, I can't remember what he went for, I, but it was nowhere near what it should have been. And I agree with you. That kid, every time he shows up at tournament, he can, he's probably not going to win, but he's going he's gonna to make a run. Third place in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, just, just, uh, you know, very underrated, like you said. Okay. Group two. Group two, we've got Adam Harris. Uh, kind of a couple of common names for group two here Adam Harris, Al Zarul, Zerl, sorry, Al, Cam Eager, uh, Chris Brewer, Dan Usselman, or Usselman, I apologize if I didn't get that one wrong, David Key, uh, still shining on the light of his second place finish there. Uh, Eddie Godfrey and Mark Tal Gomez. Uh, so this was the first group where I kind of did the eyebrow raise. I said, I said, I was like, who, who is Cam Eager? Who is Dan Olson? I don't know these guys. And so I go to the PGT tour website. 
They've got a nice little search feature. I type in their name and lo and behold, nothing shows up. They've never been to a tournament for PGT. I says, how is this possible that they've never been to a tournament and now they're in the second group right off the bat? Um, and then I saw, see in one of the Facebook posts that, uh, that they were in there, they were, they're from Canada, they're Canadian players. Uh, this was, you know, put in there. The post was meant to try to lure James Bradwell out, which I'm guessing di uh, didn't happen. I haven't looked at that signup list to see if he was there or not. But so that's that's where the new guys came from, uh, Cam and and uh, and Dan. So I, I this is a wrench, guys. This is a real wrench in the fantasy system here to have a quarter of this group uh, consist of people that I've never heard of or seen play before. Uh, I assume Steve has since he's got him in this group, and I assume by their handicaps that they're uh, obviously more than capable players. But really, kind of puts you on the struggle bus a little bit on, uh, you know, what what's Steve trying to pull over on us? Um, so, like I usually do when something like that happens, I'm going to completely ignore that Steve even did what he's done, and now there's six players in the group for me to pick from. Uh, so with who's left, uh, and with their normal considerations, right? David Key, uh, it's a Nashville weekend. Have fun, but don't have too much fun, my brother. Um, Buffalo. Brewer, <laughs> Buffalo, yeah, maybe play the Buffalo instead. That's true. Uh, Chris Brewer, we've talked about uh, ad nauseum on some of these things on whether he's a group one, group two guy. Um, how he's kind of, I'll say, I will very loosely say, struggled recently. Uh, I bopped back and forth between a lot of these guys, and I've picked a lot of these guys in fantasy before, which is some varying levels of success. And so in the end, I just, Say, okay, who's definitely not missing the cut? Drop a couple names off maybe on who's possibly could miss a cut. Um, and despite my better judgment, I ended up with Al Jazz. I'm not sure why I'm thinking Al Jazz this time. But there's something in my gut to tell me that Al Jazz is going to give me like a 9-12 a kind of day. 9-12 kind of weekend. He's going to show – I'm sure. guessing Nicole be with him, right? I'm guessing Nicole, he's going to a little show off for the wife. Yeah, when that's when that Skrilla or the Guap, as they call it up in Minnesota, and then all of a sudden have themselves a night on Nashville. That's what I feel is going to happen. Got I got Al Jazz. Uh, who's a Burnsy? Your second. So you're picking the guy that you can't even pronounce his name right. That his name sense. is actually unpronounceable. It's like trying to speak the language of Mordor. You can't do it. So um, you just kind of mumble something, and it's <laughs> also wrong. Alzerol. Yeah, that's it. One of the other problems with uh, with Cam Eager and Dan Usselman is that their point value is only a fraction of the U.S. value because they are from Canada. So that's one thing <laughs> that we got to keep in mind. But in are all these metric handicaps, Bernsey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Cam Eager. So these guys, Cam started playing a lot during the pandemic. Uh, they got a, a bar in in uh, Vancouver, I believe, somewhere. Anyways, do you know their screen the names? Old by school chance? player. Sorry, Cam E. Cam E. Oh, well, okay. Cam E and Dan U. They're on the Brian B train is what they're doing. <laughs> but for the old school guys that are listening right now that remember the blue board, the dangerous Dan U, that's Dan U. Okay. I'm not sure if you knew that or not, but he used to sun the blue board quite often. Um, but back to the present, uh, you know, I saw Adam Harris's name on there, and that's a name that we always look at, and usually we're like, he's winning that group. You know, he just he just makes cuts and you know doesn't lose matches. I don't know how much he's playing. If he was in group three, I'd, I'd take him. Uh, yeah. Match up with these guys. Um, not going to take him in this group. Chris Brewer, a good buddy of mine. We uh, 
we chat often. We avoid each other in live play to, to work on our return. Uh, he no longer serves. He's full, full-time golden tee player. And the, the passion and the motivation isn't the same that it used to be for him. I, I don't know if he's starting to get burned out a little bit or whatnot, or it, the fun just doesn't seem to be there uh, for him. And that's why I think maybe he struggled the last several tournaments. Um, you know, I, David Key, he's, he's at the peak. Um, he's going to plateau real soon. Uh, but, but, but my guy, he's been playing about as long as I have. I, I don't think I've ever picked him in fantasy. Um, last year, he got 9 through 12th in Nashville. And that was the drunkest I saw Eddie in a long, long time. So for him to find a way to get 9 through 12th, that was great. 17 to 24th in Dallas, 5th, 6th, St. Louis. Those last, you know, in Dallas, St. Louis, he lost to Haas twice, Grover once, Lemon once. His overall record is 60 and 47, which just doesn't seem right for Eddie G. You know, and um, in the year of 2013, he had four top four finishes. And I don't know if he's finished in the top four, four times in the last nine years. He's a great player, and I see him finishing in the top four in this event. Not a ninth through 12th like you think Al is going to get. I see Godfrey on the podium, so Eddie is my pick. All right. Uh, yeah, hard to argue with that. I've, I've tried to ride the Eddie Godfrey train once or twice in fantasy, and it just hasn't quite clicked yet. So I kind of had the uh, little bit of gun shy this time, but I, I can't disagree with anything you just said at all. And I th- honestly, me being around him Friday night in Nashville, I, I think he had his fun last year. I think he's going to be on a mission this year. This is going to be like, all right, I had fun last year. I was a little hungover, a little more tired than I probably should have been. I'm going to focus more and I'm going to go on around because this is the guy that shot a two, two iron through the trees on pine 17 for a hole in one in the, in, in the qualifier. You, you just never know what the guy's going to come up with. And I got a feeling he'll be coming up with a lot of wins on Sunday. Gary, you've gotten double shots fired against you. You haven't even gotten to your group three yet, but uh, we'll, we'll pause for the cause and still get your group two shot in uh, beforehand. So who, who you got? Uh, you got group two, buddy. Well, you guys pretty much. Um, covered all the players. Uh, I think um, I, I think when you look at the group, it comes down to who I feel is going to finish the highest. That's the point of fantasy, right? That's the point. That's the point. Succinctly I'm going, said. I'm going pretty in-depth here. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, all cards aligned, I'm going to have to piggyback off of old Baldy over there. And uh, I think Eddie G was 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 going to be my pick there for group two. Um, I mean, Mark Gomez finished top qualifier last year, got fourth. Uh, don't really see that happening, David. Uh, you know, uh, I think with Dan and Dan and Cam again not playing tournaments, uh, you can't project what's going on there. Um, Al plays well. Just doesn't get the wins. Adam's going to make the cut. Just not sure what he's going to do from there. But I agree, too. Eddie's been showing his face a lot more lately, and he's been playing well. Um, that's my pick as well. Right on. And one thing I'd like to add about the Canadians also, they were at the Worlds. You know, they, they both were in Vegas. Okay. So they might not have played any, you know, power event tournaments uh, 
they were at the world championships and I wouldn't be surprised to see them more. We, we played a couple of rounds uh, Friday night in Vegas and they were just so happy to, to be able to, to be down in the States. And it's not easy for anybody North of the border to, to get down here. And so um, for them to, to make that effort and come out here, that's, that's a big deal. Did either one of them make the cut? Um, it's a good question for Vegas. It's a good question. Yeah. I'm not sure. All right. So two smart picks and a wild card uh, group two. Uh, so we'll see how that rolls. Uh, group three has uh, got, a, again, a lot of similar names as group three has often had these past couple. Uh, Aiden Cleary, still still remembering he was a podium finisher. Uh, Gary Sheldon, still remembering he was a podium finisher. Uh, Kevin O'Connor, probably still remembering he was a podium finisher. And then a couple other guys. Uh, James Hickey, the replacement, uh, Jade McGillum. Kyle Heasley, Mike Arrington, who has a shockingly low number of PEGT tour events, uh, as I found when I was I doing that also. research, I saw, I was expecting to see a, a, you know, a Sunday match play record of, you know, whatever, 45 and 60 or whatever the numbers are. And I saw three and eight and I thought the website was broken, but he's just been to four. I was very surprised. Uh, and then squeaky Bob, Robert Washburn, uh, rounded out that group, um, Brian, you are first. All righty. Well, Squeaky Bob, uh, we played in the uh, – I was beat him last year in, in Nashville to claim my first ever purple win. He's a solid player. Um, doesn't match up well with the other guys in this group. And when I went through these names <clears> – <throat> excuse me. And this, this is not a knock on, on Gary at all. Excuse me, but oh. um, well, you've already got him twice this this cast already. You may as well keep throwing shots, buddy. Yep. No, I. <laughs> it it's almost like you stick out too much in this group. I think you're the best player in this group, um, but there's another name on here, and the only reason I'm going to pick him over you, I, actually, I had I had two names. Um, I liked Mike Harrington. Something about the way that he played in St. Louis, seeing him on the home events. He is just throwing up great scores in the home events. But then you got to factor in the Pacific time zone to the Eastern time zone, the whole, uh, you know, Sunday football deal, you know, where um, are they flying in Wednesday or Thursday or Friday? I mean, all that stuff you got to think about. Um, but, but this guy, he snuck into the, to the main bracket in Nashville last year in like the late twenties. Um, got a tough draw. He went 0 two, lost to Luna, and then he shot a twenty under against Art Debris, uh, losing to a twenty eight. I think it just it got his head. Um, Jade McGillum is a great substitute for Will Stanstead. Um, yeah, I, th I think Will might have done a little better. And depending where, where Gary is in the bracket, where Jade, I mean, all that stuff comes into play. We, we always talk about that. Depends what quadrant you're in, who you matched up against. And, and uh, you know, a lot of these courses set up. I mean, how uh, who's going to make the first mistake in sudden death? You know, there's going to be a lot of that going on this weekend. Um, but I, I'd known, I, I got a strange feeling that Jade's remembered Nashville for a year now, and he's ready to erase that memory putting a good show i wouldn't be surprised to see him win two or three maybe get a top 16 finish here 
All right. Top six, top 16 is some top praise right there. That's, that's impressive stuff uh, for somebody who has, <laughs> hasn't been to that many tournaments yet. He's been around a couple of years now, but um, he plays you know, with great players all the sure time, does. which is, is just, he huge. sure does. And, and I, and what I, what he does get in that group is some variety of play style too. And so for a lot of these guys, mm-hmm. right. That they'll play in groups and they're all kind of doing the same sort of thing. And so they're really good at doing what each other does. But if somebody's doing something different, then it, yeah, maybe not so much. But these with that indie crowd, you better not pay attention to anybody's shot because everybody's doing something goofy and weird. Uh, and there's a there's right. still some variety in equipment there, right? So that that changes the equations a little bit. There's definitely some variety in what you're drinking that day. <laughs> but I, other than the quantity, uh, <laughs> that's that's pretty consistent. So uh, yeah. that's a, that's interesting points there. It's good points there. So Bernsey's got uh, got Jade, and Gary gets to go next. Okay, well, here's your chance at retribution, Gear. He took two uh, shots at you. Just saying, you know, uh, we talk about a, a guy peaking, and um, and and all, all I hear is a guy that's plays less and less, plays less tournaments, less games, throwing stones. So I think one of us is closer to being out the door than the other. <laughs> Um, someone's taking the mail out. I just, I just look forward to, to the reasonings he gives not to pick me. Now he's just, now he's just saying I'm just not going to pick him. I'm, I'm just going with somebody else. There's no reasons at all. I want I to, Gary. At this point, and, he's just trying to get a rise out of you, bud. Yeah. But, but the thing is, Gary, like honestly, you're one of those guys to where, like, getting that second place finish at the Clash. Yeah, that was the peak, and that was you're, you're capable of doing that again, like that, like it's you're you're in a good spot right now now um yeah you're in a good spot like me- mentally you're, you're you're just you're in the spot to where you can you can handle you're a seasoned veteran you can control your actions throughout that entire weekend where i'm not sure a lot of these guys know how to do that yet so that's the yeah. one thing you do got going for you yeah i know i um i won't harp on myself <laughs> uh, we'll change it up this time um but yeah i agree i mean i i've just when i go into a match now i know i can win instead of hoping i win you know um but yeah you just can't miss a shot um so going down here aiden cleary so i i just compared last year nashville and a lot of this because same atmosphere whatever uh aiden missed the cut last time i made the cut went nine finished nine twelve um hickney wasn't there uh, Jade was there. We talked about 2532. He made the cut. Uh, Kevin wasn't there. I don't know how much Kevin's playing right now. Again, I still haven't updated my home unit. So I know he was playing home unit. I don't know if he still does. Best player over 50 years old. Yeah. Um, Kyle made the cut, finished 2532. Mike didn't play like we talked about. And Robert Washburn missed the cut 59. Um, so yeah, when I read these lists, I, I don't know, I don't know who I got to pay or what I got to do, but I should be in group two. So, uh, I, I don't trade, uh, trade you for the two Canadians. Well, here's my, here's my wager. I finish higher than at least half of group two. Hmm. 
That's my wager. I could. And I'd even throw in, I'd even throw in, I'll finish higher than half group two and at least one in group one. Hmm. Even I money. like where your head's at. Even but money. That's how you got to feel going into this when you're in group three. So you, it all, if you put it at three and a half or four and a half, that's what would make the difference for the people in group two. Yeah. Well, I hear you're going though. I'm not calling out names, but yeah, I, I think I'll do it for I'll do it for you just to spark controversy. Do you think you're a, a worse player than David Key? Absolutely not. Okay. I served I I served my purpose there. <laughs> and I I expect to get the, the the I am from David shortly after this airs. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, I'm not going to say anything else. Uh, so, yeah, looking at the list, I, I, the only one really that would scare me in group three is just how Kevin plays. I think Jade plays well. Consistency, I don't know. Kevin has a lot of tournaments under his belt. He's older, seasoned. Um, he's the only one that I really see possibly. But there's 210 guys here. I haven't played a game of Golden Tee in 12 days now, um, which is pretty smart leading into a big tournament. That's why you're in group three. Yeah. That's, that's usually the Rocky Montage training video we get where he's just sitting around yeah. playing PlayStation, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had vacation and a lot going on. We're selling a house, which I just haven't, I just haven't touched trackball. But I'll play some here in the next couple of days. But it, just, it doesn't take it's like long. like riding a bike, Gary. Yep, you got it. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, I am, of course, picking myself. Uh, if anything, I admire your consistency, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Kudos to you. <laughs> I, I think Steve is probably going to take me off the list here shortly so I can quit picking myself. It's easy for Brian to do because he doesn't go to tournaments, so his name's not on the list. So well, and he was he getting he was, going. I want to pick myself anymore. <laughs> he was getting dogged for a while by Bert, or by Sobel, too. So, he, you know, he had to pick himself because he fought, felt like he was undervalued. Yeah. But but hey Gary, I think on the bright side, at least you're on the list, unlike Chandra Bay. That's well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I did not get Gervade. You did not. Did not get Gervade. Nope. Next segment for the Carolina Clash. <laughs> oh, that brings me. Um it's it's uh it's it's interesting here. The 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 part that I'm struggling with here. I, here, here's where I'm at. I wanted, and I even, I even kind of wrote down, I wanted to pick Kyle Heasley. Um, I think Kyle's a really good player. I don't think Kyle's going to miss a cut. That's just not going to be a, that's not a thing for him, uh, which makes him somewhat of a safe pick in there. And as he showed in St. Louis, even if he's maybe mentally not a hundred percent in the tournament right there, he can still beat some good players, right? He beat Luna in that tournament uh, with some, you know, distractions, we'll say. Uh, there's going to be more distractions in Nashville. Or black dress. I, you know, I'm just, just, throwing some words out there you can put meaning behind them if you want to Bernsey. um there's gonna be distraction in nashville too i'm sure uh it's it's gonna be puff's birthday weekend puff and kyle are good friends i imagine that's gonna be a freaking party okay which isn't anything new for people that hang around kyle um so that makes it really tough to pick him i want to and i'm saying this is almost a uh, like a hedged bet hey guys when he finishes really well, see, I said he was going to, but then I chickened out and didn't pick him because I just figured he's going to, you know, not be there. Um, 
uh, mentally. Um, the other, the other thing I wanted to point out before I pick it, it, is James Hickey ready to be in Group Three? He he has ascended skill wise pretty quickly, uh, kind of under the radar. But I don't, you know, he's been playing tournaments all that long, and he's gotten pretty pretty good uh, pretty quickly. But is he ready to be this high in the groups uh, without what I'll say, you know, a, a, a good Sunday run? Uh, really? Thoughts? I don't know. Gary went on a pretty good Sunday run, and he's still in group two or group three, I mean. You know, so. <laughs> Why you got to bring up old I'm not being serious. Though. I mean, like, <laughs> he went on a great Sunday run last year. Sure did. Place. And, and James Hickey's in the same group. Like, I don't know. I've got a what? I got a runner up and a five six in the last what six tournaments. I, in Just, all honesty, though, I think when you look at these groups, there's like you can almost combine two and three almost, or even it's it gets it's a really, hard, the waters get pretty muddy in here for sure. Yeah, they really where do. certain people are at. I just no, that's just something that I won't say it didn't stick out, but it was the outlier of the group. Um, He's a really said, good player. He's that a really being, good I said, that being said, James Hickey, congratulations on your 13 16 finish uh, this weekend. And I am sorry what I said about you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, after I crossed out Kyle's name and then was an anger thing, thinking through the group again to figure out who to, where to go. Uh, then I looked at Mike Arrington's name with two eyes because that's not how you spell it, but that's how it is on the website and saw three and eight. And I was like, dang it, I almost made that easy on myself. I could have done that. Um, it, so I struggled and I struggled. And I ended up where you did, Bernsey, just because we can't go through one of these groups without two of us picking the same person. I ended up right where you were at. Jade, Jade's a really good player. Uh, I think he's going to make this cut again. And like you, I think he's kind of got a, a thought in the back of his head about about last year's Sunday finish and he wants a little retribution on that one. Uh, so more, more so is the process of elimination and, uh, and because, you know, Gary, um, the Bernsey uh, Venmo me 30 bucks before the podcast started to do this. Uh, I, I will pick Jade McGillum uh, over Gary Sheldon specific. He said, anybody, what was it? Uh, anybody, but Gary, that's what it said. 30 bucks. Thanks buddy. Appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, so two, two McGillums and a Gary Sheldon in group three. Uh, Gary gets to fire back real fast here in group four. Uh, Aaron Ketchum off of his uh, good run there in St. Louis. Uh, he got McCooked. Uh, Chisholm Woodson, also St. Louis qualifier. Dan Gillard, Dan Kalazuski in his, I'll say, standard position uh, on the fantasy sheet. Justin Seeley uh, is uh, moving on up. Matthew Weinert, same. Michael Ayub, uh, a name I hadn't heard in quite some time and uh the birthday boy steven puff daddy kramer uh are rounds out group four so gary you get to lead her off and we've just gotten done shaming uh your honor so fire away buddy yeah um so aaron ken's off a a, a nice nice little fun tournament there uh chisholm uh 25 32 i think he qualified 32nd barely squeaked in last tournament yep i think something like that he actually, uh, he actually needs to start qualifying tomorrow, uh, so he'll get done in time. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> uh, I think they're gonna zoom that one in. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gillard, I didn't really look. I mean, he's nineteen and forty overall. Uh, his record. Daniel, Daniel. Then we've got 
we uh, 13 and 14 overall record for Justin, Matthew Weinert's two and two. Michael is three and four. And then you got Kramer who could podium or be in pink. Um, yeah. Uh, he's going to have he's, a, the, he's the Kavanaugh of the group. Yep. He's going to have a, a fun weekend. He's going to enjoy himself. Um, one of my favorite guys in, in Golden Tee. I hope he wins it all, but I just don't think he's going to. Um, you guys know who I'm going to pick. He has made three cuts in a row, and he's won matches in the last two tournaments, and he's a surefire, he's a surefire cut finisher here, and he, he's going to gain some points for group four. That's Daniel. Yeah, I didn't have much of a doubt on that one. Uh, sticking with your Ohio brethren, and I can't really blame you for that. Uh, it's it's hard press. I mean, you're going to have to make an argument why someone else is going to finish better. And when I it gets to that, yeah, it, that's well, and that's what we're here for. So yeah, uh, that that makes it my turn. Um, kind of, I, you know, I you know, I made my point about Steve. I'm with you 100, Gary. Absolutely one of my favorite people in all of the Golden Tee world. Really, really wish I was going to be able to be there to celebrate his birthday with him uh, and maybe play a little Golden Tee. Uh, but that's not in the cards. Uh, but like you said, just a little bit too much variability there for my liking in a group four player. Uh, when he's in the group six region, which he has been sometimes, I like the upside a lot on that kind of a pick. But in, in group four, it's a little tougher. Um, but call Justin, me crazy. If he's in group three, none of us are questioning why he's in group three either. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, swipe him, swipe him for say Aiden or James. Yeah, I could see that. But would that Why be you... more because of his game player or because he's attending every tournament? I think it's because of his potential and the fact that he could finish higher than people in group three. You know? Yeah. Just potential. I mean, and he has done some nice things. And he has a recent very good qualifier, you know. But he's got well, he's got that. He had a couple of uh you know, the events mode world wins or world's event mode wins going into worlds there and had a decent showing at worlds. Uh, I think it was bubble boy there. So, you know, kind of a somewhat recent history of good play. And, uh, and he's, he, you know, he missed this, didn't take didn't do the St. Louis tournament this year. So it's, it's been a minute since he's played in the tournament. So he's probably got that, uh, that itchy golden tea palm, if you will. Um, Justin Seeley is my candidate for this one. I was like, Hey, nice job being on the upswing here. Um, but I think that maybe that's I think maybe that's a group too high for him right now. Myself, maybe two even. I could see group six, group five. Yeah, but yeah, for this group, I think a little too high there. Uh, Dan Gillard, you said nineteen and forty for Dan Brian. Uh, he's nineteen or, and forty. Yeah. Sorry, Gary did it. So, dang. I can take that. I can take that two ways. Yeah, dang. I can take that two ways though, right? Nineteen and forty, right? Okay, maybe your match play isn't so great, but. Or maybe you're making a lot of cuts and going 0-2 or 1-2 a lot, which isn't necessarily the worst thing here um, in Group 4. So that's an interesting take on that one. Uh, and you sold me – I sent a text. I sent a text about a half an hour before we started recording this podcast to one uh, Aaron Ketchum. I says, hey, uh, we've been playing pretty consistent with each other uh, recently. Uh, 
you know, sometimes, sometimes he gets a little, uh, in our Thursday tournaments, he's a little, you know, mentally wanders a little bit, normally really solid in those tournaments. So it's like, Hey, you got to be able to get through that. And so I can pick you in fantasy. Absolutely. He says, no problem. That's going to be, it's a safe bet, mark it down kind of thing. And let me tell you what, uh, you, you told me I was going to have to give you a reason not to pick Daniel and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it based on personal bias a little bit, mostly personal experience. This guy, Aaron Ketchum, uh, and this is not discounting any of the other people in this group, but Aaron Ketchum, this guy is on a one better all the time. Uh, some of them he finishes, more of them he doesn't right now. He's in that range of Golden Sea player, right? Where you, you get to where first you start shooting par, get used to doing that pretty consistently. Then you start getting a couple of hole outs and you, and you screw it up because you get nervous because you had the hole outs. You want to finish that off. And then you get past that and you start hitting pull out rounds more often, which is what a lot of these guys, which gets you into groups one and two. Uh, so he's kind of in that middle phase, right? Where he's starting to hole out a bit more uh, and just got a way to figure out a way to close them down. But the ones that he's missing, he's not like he's shooting a one better six off, right? He's shooting a one better two off, something like that. So one worse. That's going to make you a cut. And there's a darn good chance it's going to win you a match or two. Um, Daniel, like you said, been doing a lot better. Uh, we talked about him a lot last year when he was just kind of uh, – we were expecting him to start making a bunch of cuts, started expecting him to win a bunch of matches, and then a couple different times he, you know, just missed the cut a little bit and dropped an Owen 2 burger on us. Reasons, I don't know. I didn't ask him. Um, so I, I've still got that in the back of my head. Uh, so I think I think Aaron's going to ride the wave here. He's going to ride that St. Louis wave. He still stings from that McCook loss. I mention it to him every time I see him because I'm just not a very nice friend. Um, and that gets under his skin for sure. Uh, so he's in that mode now mentally. He's like, I am not going to let that happen again. Let's go. He's ready to play. So I got, I got Aaron. Bernsey. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, as you were giving Aaron all that praise and, and, uh, you know, Gary was giving Daniel all that praise. I, I was kind of venturing off into group five and looking, there's a bunch of guys in group five that could be in this group, but anyways, well, we really appreciate you. Daniel's at the point right now. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm listening. No, I'm, I'm, I, I heard everything you guys said. But I'm just, I'm, we can't even say things to entertain our own hosts. No, <laughs> no. As, as, you're exp- hear me out. as you're explaining your reasons, I'm looking off at some of these guys here to see if there's any way they could, you know, be better than some of the guys you're talking about. And we'll get to that in the next group. But anyways, Daniel's at the point right now to where um, we've we've talked about the now or never point for him to where you either got to sit or get off the pot. You got to start making some cuts. You got to start playing better. Okay, he did that. And now he's kind of at a little bit more of a plateau. This is a really good opportunity for him to get a top 16 finish. He needs to win two matches in this tournament, um, especially in this huge field. I, I don't know if this is going to be the tournament he does that. Um, my original pick was, uh, was tough. Um, I crossed that off a little bit earlier um, for pretty much only one reason, actually. And that's because I, as I looked at this list, there's just one name that really stuck out to me. And it's a guy that has almost more tournament experience than anybody else on this piece of paper. And I'm not talking golden tea tournament experience. Chisholm Woodson is one of the best pool players in the country. He goes and plays pool at national tournaments all the time and watching him play in Vegas with his earbuds in his ears. He's just focused. He just has this, this folk part to his game. He, 
he's a guy that's going to keep to himself and he's going to have this, this master plan of, of playing the best goal until he can that weekend. And, and uh, in this group, um, I think he has the best potential of getting the furthest, not based on his gameplay, but more on his experience, especially being under pressure. All right. Yeah. He, those, those pool tournaments, I, you know, I, I'll admit, I know about two things about pool and neither of them is probably good, but I know that he's playing in national tournaments and, and, you know, streaming those things. And I, you got to have a lot of skill to do that. Pool is a very competitive environment. Um, and obviously the player base is much, much larger than the competitive golden tee player base is right now. So to be able to put yourself in those positions and certainly, uh, you know, shooting, shooting pool, your, the, the calmness uh, in your body and your hands is of utmost importance, way more so than it is even in, in golden sea, which uh, is a, is a big deal there too. So that's, that's good. That's a good reason to have those picks. Uh, Gary, did we give you enough reasons uh, in our picks to have not picked Daniel or are you still going to just call us morons? And that's either answer is fine. I mean, I, I completely appreciate what you guys tried to do. I'm just going to have to disagree. <laughs> well said, well said. <laughs> okay so finally we get to a group that we didn't uh we didn't duplicate picks we got a, a Ketchum a Woodson and a Kalisiewski group five uh Art DeVries Damian Sullivan uh Jason Lashavo there after a very very long one tournament break from the tour scene welcome back Jason welcome back <laughs> yeah. you can't, I, mean, I hope you enjoyed your retirement for a while there but it's good to have you back buddy uh his per perpetual uh Group mate, if you will, the other Jason, Jason Vidari, uh, Josh Sindel, Kirk Stimpert, uh, also another very good over 50 player was mentioned. Michael Gray, fresh off of his purple bracket victory in St. Louis and World's Pass. And Sean, uh, the other birthday boy, Tickner. Uh, it's my turn. It's my turn. Uh, a lot of birthdays. A lot of birthdays, yeah. Well, two. Well, that's a lot, I suppose. Um, I mean, it's not like there's you know what 64 people on the list or anything uh so <laughs> uh this is this is a very close together group guys this this one um yeah. as we said they're right between three four five six they kind of get muddied together a little bit there's a couple names in here i could easily have believed to be in group four or, or i won't go up i say six four to six this is about which makes sense right one up one down is pretty common for just about any of these groups but uh yeah that's that's where all these guys are at Josh Sandell, uh, right, made cut St. Louis his first one. He was pretty psyched about that uh, with good reason. Uh, so, yeah, really, again, group five, you're looking for somebody who's going to make a cut. And if they win a match or two, then that's that's great. Um, and I, I don't I can't figure out who I have the most confidence in in this group to make the cut. Uh, I, I think, and that's, it's not to mean, I don't think any of them can do it. It means that my confidence in all of them is about the same, uh, which is why this is a really well, well-picked group, honestly. Um, so, so I don't know, I don't know if I have a very strong argument for or against any of the players in this group. And so what I did was I went with, what I considered to be the hot hand, uh, and went fresh off of his victory in St. Louis. I took Michael Gray. But this guy, this one, guys, to me is an eight-way coin flip. Pull out your Dungeons and Dragons dice and have at it because uh, you could justify any of these picks pretty easily, I think. So I, I've got Michael Gray, though, and Bernsey, that puts you in second uh, picker. And what's, it's funny how you say that, you know, the, 
it's a tough group to pick. And, you know, when you've got a field of 200 plus guys and you, and you try to, you know, guys and girls, you know, cause we've got Jamie that's on this list also in group seven. Um, you know, you, you got, you know, 64, just, you know, it's, it's a third of, of everyone that's going to be there. And it doesn't get any easier looking at the rest of these groups. Um, guys, you know, Josh and Dell, me and him had a chance to talk in Sussex last year. Um, him and his wife were getting ready to have a baby. They had that baby. She's a full supporter of him playing golden tee. They came to Vegas. He didn't play. Um, and it was really cool to see him, you know, make that cut. Guy like Jason Viduri has been playing this game for so damn long. I just, um, I know he's got a new job. I'm not sure how that affects uh, with how things are going on. You know, was, was a new job planned before he planned this trip? What's going to be on his mind? He's in uh, the mortgage business. So there's a lot of numbers always going through his head. Um, but there's just one name, and I'm not going to pick Tickner again. That didn't go very well for me. But there's just <laughs> one name on here that, um, I, I, I think a lot, this tournament, you're going to have to have a different things that are really important. Obviously you're going to have to have, um, a good game player. You have to be one of the best in the world to, to be the best. You got to beat the best, but you're going to have to have experience and patience and know when to be aggressive and when not to be. And, and Kirk Simpert is one of those guys that. He's a very conservative player. Whenever you look over at him, he's he's not holding out a lot. He's just he's he's a fairways and greens kind of guy. He really limits his mistakes. Uh, and I got an opportunity to witness that firsthand when we played in, in Sussex in 21. Um, he's got a 24 and 16 overall record. Um, you know, he just plays very conservative during the qualifier. And I think he's gonna find a way to make the cut. Um don't know if he'll win any matches. The one thing that worries me is him squeaking into the cut and having to play a Luna, a Haas, and a Cook. That's what happens when you squeak into one of these cuts at you know 28 to 32. Um, but as far as this group here, um, his name just really sticks out as having the most experience and the best potential to to make the cut. Yeah, I heard. Hard, I'm pretty sure I picked Kurt uh, either one or two tournaments ago. I. Yeah, can't argue with that one too much. The guy's guy is a professor, and he plays like a professor. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes. hits it to the you know miss makes his misses on the right, the correct side of the hole, uh, and like you said, not not going to be necessarily a super aggressive hole out type player, but he's also not going to lose lose four on a on a hole either. So it makes him a a tough player to play against sometimes. Gary, who you got? Um, I couldn't agree with you more. This group's super tough. And it is definitely a coin flip. Um, I, I, Michael Gray would be a great pick coming off his win for sure. Sean could go either way. I mean, all these guys could go either way. Uh, Jason, Loshavo. See, I was going to pick Loshavo, but you look at his record, even if he makes the cut. He's yet to have any big wins. I think he beat Gervais once. Didn't he beat Didn't he beat McCook and like the Player of the Year last year? I think maybe. Okay. Well. Yeah, he did. He beat him twenty five twenty four. Um. But that's it, really. You know, you don't you don't see 
multiple big names. Um, he, he, he also he's not in the main bracket a lot either, so he doesn't have an opportunity to play a lot of those big names. True, true. Uh, he's missed. I mean, he's made a couple cuts recently where I was like, "Wow, that's really that's solid," you know. And he's on the upswing. He did take a long hiatus of a tournament off, so I don't know how he's going to come back. Yeah. Um, you make, I tell you, make sure on Friday when you find him that uh, you show him the top of the deck there so he remembers which one's A1 and which one's C3 because I don't want him to right. feel like he's an outcast anymore or nothing like that. I, I just can't, I can't, I can't, sh I can't shy away from art. I think I'm going to go with art in this group. Yeah. Uh, I think he poses the best chance of making the cut, I think. Or at least a solid one. I just I don't know if Sean's going to handle the long day. Michael had a nice run. Can he make the cut? I don't um, remember where he finished. In, in I, I thought it was like thirty six, but I, don't quote me on that one. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go with Art in this one. Yeah. Not not too terrible. Did um did we ever figure out how the heck to say his last name? Devries? Devries? Did anybody ever ask him? I'm just going to keep bringing it up until we figure it out, and I remember. I thought it was Arthur DeVries. That's, that's what I thought. But... All, right. All right. We'll ask him. That's what we said oh, last wait. time. Wait. Oh, he wasn't there. Guess... That's what happened. He wasn't in St. Louis. I couldn't ask him. I guess I'll have to ask him. Yeah, you, you'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, on behalf of the podcast, <laughs> Gary's going <laughs> to Somebody remind me to ask him. Hey, Art, hey, come here. Question for you. Come here. How do you pronounce your name? Can you say your last name into my phone right now? <laughs> oh, man. That's where we're going to find out. It's like Devries. Yeah. Art Devries. Maybe the S is silent. <laughs> it's actually pronounced Johnson. Uh, group six. <laughs> group He's six. had it wrong all along. Right. It's just honest mistake. Sorry, Art. Uh, group six. Uh, after that last name, uh, Chris Jusick is in here. Uh, Evan Scanlon, Gordy Brown, uh, the Minnesotan, uh, I believe. Uh, Luke Sponseller, Matt Cavanaugh, Michael Paris, Travis Parnell, the lone Nashvillian on the list, and uh, Todd Bacon, Charity Clark. Uh, that is not his stripper name. That is just what I called him just now. Uh, Brian, you get first crack at this one. All right, so we'll just go on a limb and just say we're not going to pick Matt K because just because why? Do good, does it? Just kidding, Matt. Um, Luke Sponsler, he's going over to the stout side, right? I think. Oh, really? He was. I think he did. Yeah, he oh, I was about it. to. I was going to give him credit during my little spiel too. Oh, screw that. Um, yeah, I'll have to look back at my messages when I'm done with this spiel here. Um, you know. It's, it's, it's tough to, to pick somebody in here, and I'm going to go with a guy that um, doesn't have the most experience, but I think has the most potential in this group. Uh, he got third place in the purple bracket last year in Nashville. Um, he's And he was super excited. Like, it was one of his better finishes. And I think he's going to find a way to, to roar into the – main bracket and that would be chris jessick uh he's a good guy um 
loves the game of golden tee. Uh, this is a great opportunity for him to to find a way to, you know, in group six, you're kind of looking for that surprise guy, you know, and would it be a surprise if Luke or if Matt or if Todd or Evan, it, any of these guys can be that surprise guy. Um, I think Chris needs it the most to, to prove that he, he's got a chance to be one of those great players someday. So Chris is my pick. I'm going to write that down, but it might take me 20 minutes. Luckily, Gary's got the second pick, so I'll have time to do this. Go ahead, Gary. Um, yep, another good group. Uh, Clark, we always say we're not sure what we're going to get from him. Um, Matt, same thing. Uh, Luke's playing well. Just he hasn't – he doesn't have a ton of tournament experience. Um, not sure what we're going to get from him. Gordy Brown. I, I think – I like Chris's. I like to pick on Chris, but I, I think I'm going to go with Evan Scanlon here. I think he plays solid, even if he misses the cut. I think he's he'll be up there in the purple for sure. Make a little run. Was was this but, uh, wasn't this the tournament that he got his world's pass at last year? Was it Nashville that he did that? No, it wasn't because you won this one, Bert. That, that was a clash. That was a clash. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Solid, okay. solid player. I mean, I don't know if he's making a cut at 210, but. Uh, definitely can for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm going to go with him on this one. Okay. Uh, by the way, confirmed uh, through messaging with Luke on May 14th, I switched to stouts on the new machines. On the new machines. I told machine. him he was a traitor. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. <laughs> um, so when we talked in group four, we talked about Mr. Steve Huff Kramer. We talked, and I said something. I said, Hey, you know, if he's down in group six, then I love the upside there, right? He's got plenty of potential to get way up in those in the you know, make a main bracket and even maybe do some damage, right? He can beat some people in that in that bracket if he's uh got his head on right and uh, you know, maybe a bounce goes his way, say. Um, in group, so now we're here, we are in group six, and I'm looking for that person. I'm looking for that person that you know has a reasonable chance of making me main bracket has a chance to go beat some folks. And, uh, and as, and as much as we've uh, talked about this guy and, and the sense of his variability uh, part of that variability is in the northward direction. And only one of the guys in this group has ever made a podium. That's Matt Cavanaugh. Uh, for all the reasons we've talked about, Brian's making a face. I wish you guys could see her right now. He's like, are you, freaking, are you really going to do this? Are you seriously going to do it? I can't believe he's, guys, he's going to do it. Uh, look, he made the cut in St. Louis, right? He's, uh, he's, a, he's a guy who's probably made three times as many cuts as the rest of these guys combined, if I went and counted it out. If True. I went and counted it out. Now, granted, a lot more tournaments. Okay, sure, but he's done it. Uh, I bet he's won more gold brackets than all these guys, all these combined. Um, well, maybe not Todd but close. Um, and those are tough to ignore. Those stats are tough to ignore. Plus, Bernsey, I, I got a bone to pick with you right now because as one of my loyal Titan brethren, for you to scoff at me for picking the one Titan, the one true win player on this whole from cock to sheet, no, sir. No, I will not be shamed by you and your facial expressions. I will pick Matt Cavanaugh because he does have that upside. I don't have any bones about any of these other guys they can all play very consistent very well just like any other stouty can all right we got a guy with upside here we're going 13 16 in group six give me give me matt cavanaugh let's go roll the dice let's go 
I would love to see it, and kudos to you for picking the only player in this group and probably on this page aside from Clint that actually plays balls that use the wind on the meter. Yeah. Just let that yeah, soak I mean, in a little bit. I'm not going to disagree. I, I'm not going to disagree. No, you are. Probably, it's cool. I want you to disagree. That's kind of the point of this. But he's probably going to – he probably has the most upside. I would have to agree with that. He also has a very big downside. <laughs> uh, that, that downside is called fireball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not called Titan ball. It's called fireball. <laughs> but it, yeah, I, I mean, if you look at it that way, if you're going to roll the dice, I mean, he gives you solid ups. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he finished five, six. I'd be, I'd be overjoyed. Yeah. In purple. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, holy cow. I'd be like, oh, great run. You know, he, he had it in. Yeah. All right. That was fun. I'm glad I got to do that. I'm glad <laughs> I got to go third and do that. That was great. <laughs> so we got a, we got a, a Chris Joseph and Evan Scale and a Matt K. Uh, sorry, Travis Parnell maneuver. May as well stick to doing NASA stuff. Uh, shout out to the Martian group seven. Uh, Oh, I, as I started reading through Group Seven the first time, I said, "Why are we only listing Wisconsin guys?" Uh, and then Jamie showed <laughs> yeah. up at least to, to kind of mix everything up. But yeah, a lot of lot of a uh, northern flavor to this one. And Wisconsin's bringing the whole dang crew, so uh, it's not too surprising they'd have a lot of names on this list. But we got Adam Fitzgerald, Bryce Albert, who's picking up his tournament play. Right, he got that taste, and now he's now he's in. Uh, Dave Sandmeyer, Jamie Arrington, World's Qualifier, uh, Kelly Ambrose former world's qualifier uh mike betley russ uh what machine are you on layton and zach zeke graham of the sussex crew uh this one is gary's pick first all right um i thought this group was fabulous but we have adam fitz who knows right who mm -hmm. knows Freshly married, Adam Fitz in Nash Vegas. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Not surprised if he makes a cut. Not at all. Not surprised Not if surprised he wins if pink. He makes pink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave Sandmeyer. I same exact, same exact. Um, Jamie Arrington. I, I'm. I'm. She's going to make a cut. Yep. She's going to. It's just a matter of when. Uh, I would not be surprised one bit. Russ Layton's going to be in purple. I will bet any amount of money. Infinity dollars. Yep, infinity He'll dollars. Seventy fifth. He'll make the purple. He'll win a couple matches. Um, he's still only played three games in these courses. Yes. <laughs> uh, but there's one guy here that might have the best win percentage with more than ten games played. And that would be Bryce at 14 and three. Um, he's going to probably be in purple. Hopefully, maybe makes the cut. But he's a hot hand, man. You're 14 and three. Can't even order a beer. He's uh, he's um, he's not going to be drinking. He's going to be sober. <laughs> he's got his boys with him. He's going to have confidence. I don't know. This might be it. I'm going with Bryce. Yeah, the 
when he came to St. Louis, and that was that was kind of my hesitancy, if you will, was that you know that the, the rest of the Wisconsin crew wasn't going to be there, and I was curious how he's going to handle that. And sure enough, he rattled off a bunch of wins, and well, it was a fourth in the purple, I think, is what he finished out at something yep. there. So a, a really good run. Uh, so yeah, tough to tough to argue with the logic there. Um, and hey, yeah, ride the horse until he bucks you, right? That's a it's a pretty impressive win total, and, and I agree. Yeah, probably probably going to be in purple, but. It's not going on too. That's for sure. I mean, he's got his boys with him and he's feeling comfortable now. You know, well, he's got, he's, he's one of those uh, newer, newer players. Well, obviously he's a newer player. He's a younger kid, but uh, he, he's of the, of the, you know, headphones in the ears generation of, of golden sea players where he's, he is zoned all the way in. If we ever had a, a tournament where you weren't allowed to do that, then I might be a little worried for some of these guys, but that is not where we're at right now. Uh, he has got his jams flowing uh, and he's, he's ready to play. And he's, I mean, he's, yeah, I don't know how much you guys have talked to him. He's, he's got that killer instinct, though, where he walks into a match. He's like, I am going to win this match. I mean, if he doesn't, he's upset about it, right? But he certainly doesn't go into a match ever thinking, I'm not so sure about this. Maybe it's the uh, the naivete of being young. Maybe he's just got that instinct. But either way, it's going to be working for him until it doesn't. Um, I am second. I'm rattling on a little bit here, but I am, I'm second. So um, I agree with you. Jamie is going to make a cut. I don't know if the 211 person tournament is the one where that's going to happen. Um, but she's going to make a cut. She was really close in Orlando uh, and it's going to happen. And she's just got to get a couple more under her belt. Uh, because honestly, like we talked about with Mike, they just, they're not at a lot of tournaments. So you need to have a couple chances to do it. Um, it fits. Yeah. Pink gold. I'm pretty sure he's colorblind. He doesn't know where the hell he's at. Um, but once he gets into match play, probably going to do okay. Uh, Kelly's we've talked about Kelly before he's been climbing uh, starting to get the game figured out quite a bit more than the on the fine aspect of things uh, so he's a formidable foe for sure uh, but the guy the guy that I put down uh, is one that I've been watching play since St. Louis two years ago um, kind of stays local to his to his area there but uh, got a lot of promise guy likes to have fun uh, and, and not necessarily drink away just 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 general fun uh, and has a lot of great teachers up there, but I, I feel like it, I feel like this is a good opportunity for Zach Graham to go and put together a Saturday, be inside of a comfort zone, put together a pretty good Saturday. I'm guessing somewhere in the upper 30s qualifier, probably on you know, the top side of the purple, and then come into a, a Sunday in a comfortable way that he can rattle off some victories and and just kind of honestly just kind of die. What he needs to do is dodge. Uh, a match play bomb where he throws up a you know a, a, a bogey on an eagle hole kind of thing. I think if that happens, then he I, I see him making a good run on Sunday uh, into the, the the upper parts of that purple bracket as well. Kind of similar to what Bryce is probably going to do. Uh, so I, I'm going with Zeke uh, for this weekend. Yeah, I've, I've always liked Zach's gameplay, and I picked him a couple times. And he's a good player. <clears throat> he's got. He's got a lot of potential, um, but like you like you mentioned, Matt, he uh, avoiding that bogey on an eagle. Um, uh, one one of his flaws is the five course qualifier. He could play four solid courses, and it's almost like that fifth course. And I don't know if that's because of drinking or the long day or wh- whatever it is. And then I also don't know if that carries into Sunday. Um, and like you were talking about Gary, as far as Bryce goes, not only is he going to have his boys there which seeing them in, in Sussex was huge just ha- them being on his back and and just 
being by his side and not coaching him during the game, but mentally coaching him before and after and just being there, he's going to have a lot of other people in the room rooting for him. You know, like, um, I don't know if he's going to be, Sussex was a big deal. Like that, that's a big venue. And there's going to be a a lot more people in Nashville, you know, so it'd be interesting how he kind of soaks all that in. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, Mike Betley. He reached out to me. I think Matt, you and I mentioned something about uh, him uh, being sick and, and leaving the tournament early. We mm-hmm. were both wrong. It was somebody else. Oh. Um, he'd actually uh, finished decent in purple in St. Louis, 13 to 16 and 9 to 12 in Florida. So shout out to him for listening. Uh, sorry, hey we, guys, uh, I'm okay. That up. But, but yeah, for anybody that's listening, you know, whoops, reach out to us too. And, and, and on this note, like reach out to us and let us know your thoughts. Like love hearing the feedback, love knowing that yeah. you're listening. So, so, uh, um, so thanks again for listening, Mike. And uh, I'm not going to pick you this time around, but great playing in those tournaments. Uh, keep up the good work. Um, I'm actually, I'm not going to pick any guys in this group because I'm picking Jamie. I think she's making this cut. There's always that person that surprises you. I picked Chris in group six. Watching her play Brittany, she was just a woman on a mission. She just seemed flawless. Um, Very consistent, you know, and I I always kind of wonder, do they, do her and Mike like have a a wager on who's going to do better? You know, like this, I I don't know. I I think it'd be really fun if they were both in group five. Like that would have been great. One of my favorite parts of that uh, Orlando tournament was she did get on to the the commentary stream for a little bit, and people were asking her about her playing with Mike before. And hearing her responses, if you haven't heard, you got to just like go rewind and listen to her. Just like, yeah, he'll try to coach me here to there, and uh, it doesn't usually go well. So I mostly just don't go away, stop doing that, which is a good sign, right? (laughs) She she knows her game, and she's going to play her game, and. Yeah, you might think this other thing's going to work out, but if I'm just just shut up, go over there, and let me do my thing. So that does work to a player's yeah, advantage it, more times than not. Yeah, seeing you know you can read people's eyes when they're on the stream, and I haven't met her. You know, I I just watched a couple of her matches. I mean, specifically that one against Brittany, and she was in one of those zones. You know, it's almost like she had like Kin's face, but on um, you know just just in that zone in that moment and did not look back she didn't put the pedal to the metal she just put her foot in the gas pedal moved at a good speed and just kind of went right through that match without making any mistakes and just uh, just gain that world's pass so um well, and another yeah, just a little thing, bit of a stretch scene was that matt uh, so another thing to say about that though that the, that women's final in orlando didn't finish until really really late right i mean that was 11 or whatever clock 10 o'clock something like that so if you're talking about people that can handle a long day, I, I present to you exhibit A. <laughs> right. And, and, and a long day. And it wasn't just that women's tournament because she was playing in the other tournament too. Right. I mean, yeah. so yeah. She, she's, she's participating in two tournaments in one weekend. Um, uh, I'll be honest. Is it a little bit of a stretch saying that she's going to make the cut? Yeah, it probably is. You know, there's, you got, you're looking for a couple of guys. It's, about seven. it's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, um, but, but yeah, I, I just really, just the way that she played the game, uh, I just, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how she ends up in this tournament. And, and it may be one of the underdogs, you know, if you want to call it that, but uh, I like the underdogs and I think she's got a chance. Uh, given, given the state of the PGT website uh, in regards to the Arrington 
uh, crew, if you will, uh, can we request that Jamie change their golden team to one eye? Uh -huh. <laughs> ah, got it. There was, I knew I'd get one of you. <laughs> Official request submitted. <laughs> hey, I do like the idea that, well, when Brian was talking about Mike reaching out to him, I do listen to a podcast and one of their segments is viewer mail correcting everything they messed up on the prior yeah. podcast which is i was good yeah they, there's a radio show here local does that too where they they kind of fact check them as the show goes on at the very the last 10 minutes is here's the stuff we messed up go yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't hate that idea even if you want to reach out and be like uh yeah you didn't pick me and i won that group you're an idiot you know like stuff like that bring oh yeah I'd love to that's what it. this is here for to talk crap i mean sure you could win some money but that's all about talking crap <laughs> in case anybody hasn't played fantasy before Go watch the league and right. come back to me. Uh, so we got a Zach Graham, we got an Arrington, and we got an Albert. So we kind of span the alphabet there, which is well done. Uh, group eight, our final group, uh, continues the trend of groups that are just going to be impossible to pick well. Uh, Big Ben Wrestle, Bill Reed, fresh off uh, some distance of a triathlon, so congrats to him. Uh, Casey Mattingly, Gary, the donor, Durkee, uh, and I say that in the most loving way possible, by the way. I'm not playing him in any invites or anything like that, but he has really helped out uh, with some of the donations for tour and stuff. So really, thanks to Gary for that stuff. Uh, Jeff Poole, uh, PGT regular, uh, Marcus Cash, shout out to Team Chill, Mark Tate, and his Mark glorious Santa. return to Golden Sea. Glorious return. I, I am more mad at myself now for missing Nashville because I don't get to see Mark Tate and hear his beautiful voice than about just about anything else um but yeah welcome back he, mark tate it's good to have you back yeah i hope he makes it on the uh, stream yes right yeah. oh, right he's great uh, and yeah turn as up as long as mouth isn't there and they're calling the match with kyle heasley being the best in clt and <laughs> that listening was... yeah that charlotte was... best in charlotte yeah oh charlotte. it's not clitoris oh sorry charlotte sorry you lame uh, and, and Steve Bigger, sorry, didn't mean to get cut off on the end of the list there. Steve Bigger, you're also on group eight. Uh, it was, uh, oh, crap, it's my turn. Uh, I would, I don't, you guys can't see it because you're on, if this is an audio podcast, I'll kind of show Gary and those guys. I have a name crossed off and a name crossed off and a name crossed off and so on and so forth. So I think I've picked everybody at this point. Uh, I'll be honest. I started with Ben Russ. Uh, we've talked about Ben a lot of times on this podcast. Ben's got game. He did the pink bracket thing. Uh, was this last year's Nashville? Maybe not. Maybe in Carolina. One of them. Doesn't matter. I, I At first, I felt like, hey, this, this seems like a good opportunity for Ben to break out. And then I thought, but it's Nashville. Nashville. This is like, this is like, this is Nash Vegas. Uh, uh, and ben, ben likes to have fun. So I'm not going to pick Ben even though that was the first name I think I crossed off of there. And then it got even harder because I use that same logic for just about everybody and it works the same because it's Nashville. Um, and I, the other problem I have here is I, I don't know, other than Gary, I know Gary's been playing a bunch because you know he tells us he's been playing a bunch. Uh, the other names in this list, I really don't know how much Golden Tee they've been playing recently. Um, so that makes this really tough. Uh, I think if I remember right, or, or Bigger's last tournament was Orlando, and he was in, in pink there, I think. Uh, Tate has been a long while since he played a tournament. Um, Jeff Poole's been to a lot of tournaments. Jeff Poole's played a lot of tournaments. Jeff Poole's 
made some runs, uh, most notably the second place in Purple Bracket in Columbia, uh, the one that Evan won, uh, which honestly is more than I can say for a lot of the other names in this list. Uh, does that mean I'm going to pick Jeff Poole? I guess because I don't have much else to go off of here. Um, but this is this is wide open. Uh, and usually what happens when we talk about this, right, is we, we talk about how wide open is the hopes and dreams of all these crowd that can get into a purple and win a couple matches. Uh, and then we end up with, you know, eight, eight pink bracket qualifiers. But but with 210 plus, what you really got to dodge here is the copper bracket. Got to dodge that copper mm-hmm. bracket because that's a big, big jump there uh, by default. So uh, that's a consideration, too. Uh, I'm sticking. I'm, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to stick with Jeff Poole because he has just as much hair as Brian Bernhardt. I uh, think that puts uh, Brian. I think if, you're set. If I can go next. Pardon? Is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Because I put some extra effort into this group, Matt and Gary. I, more, I looked at all these more effort than the usual amount more. of effort? Yeah. No, no. This is, you know, I, I got to write a, a small write up on each and every one of these guys. Because you know what? I'm going to be honest with you guys and the listeners right now. When we get to group eight, usually it's like, I don't know who half these people are. I'm going to flip a coin and I'm going to pick that guy. Like, no, that's not what this is about. This is about well, I, us. I felt so much better this time because I know most of these guys. I've played with most of these guys. I, was, I felt I know. Well, better in that aspect. And then that just made it harder. <laughs> no, but, we, we, so good but luck. because you have a field, you have a field of 210. We do know more of the people in group eight, luckily. Here's Fair. my rundown top to bottom. Hey, Matt, like is this, before hold, on. Wrestle. hold on. Yeah. Hey, Matt, is this where you and I just start? Zoning off to something else while he goes through. This is group eight. I, I was man. just about to walk, about, walk off and get another beer. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it only seems since he, fitting. Since he paid so much attention to us earlier. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this, sorry. Is, well, this is material you said another way, miss. Brian. Please enlighten us. Ben <laughs> Russell, we all know he was a pink champ at Carolina Clash. He's got 13 and 16 record. Call what you will. Bill Reed, three and four record. His two losses are both in sudden death. Uh, coin flip situation right there. Hey, yeah, time, out Mattingly. time out. Time out. I, heard the, I got the math. Four on record. That one. <laughs> three and four record, and both of his losses were in sudden death. Two of his losses were in sudden death. Okay. Now I'm with you. Continue. Two. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Casey Mattingly is one of only two Casey's on the tour. The other one is still building a deck, but this one. <laughs> He may have lost to Steve Sobel, but he beat Gary Sheldon. Gary Durkee, he is one of Brewer's protégés, getting better every tournament. Like you had mentioned, one of the most giving guys out there. He kind of started this cherry train, if you want to call it that. Um, he has been playing more. Um, Jeff Poole, like you said, um, that name just sticks out for obvious reasons. Second place at the Clash. He's got 32 and 34 record. Um hands down played some of the most matches and most of those are probably purple. Um, Marcus cash. If, uh, if he spent as much time playing golden tea as he does traveling with his wife, maybe he'd have a better chance of doing well in this tournament. He's got a five and 10 record. Uh, Mark Tate, like you had mentioned, been off for a few years, first tournament since Richmond. Um, got a bad feeling. This black Santa is going to show up with a bag of coal, unfortunately. And then uh, Steve bigger, he beat Marcus Cash in this group, but there was a beard competition. He's got an eight and 13 record. Um, all that information just leads me to the same exact pick that Matt had. Jeff Poole, this is your 
group. You got to win this, man. Well, hey, Gary, done, can you come Ryan. back in the building? Well done. Yeah. We'll, we'll vibe for five minutes while Gary comes back, but good, good job. We, we expected that analysis to be just that in-depth. Nothing but true professionalism from Brian Bernhardt, ladies and gentlemen. Let's try to swing Gary away from whatever his pick was. Go, Gary, Gary, are you done, are you done uh, crushing yeah. the candy? I'm sorry. I was looking at something else. Stop, um, stop crushing candy and come back to us, buddy. Bernie, Bernie's done talking. Uh, okay, so I, I appreciate all the extra work he did there to come to the same conclusion that Matt did. So well done, Brian. <laughs> appreciate the props. <laughs> <laughs> and who the you funny thinking? thing is, the, the, the funny thing is, I, I am on the same exact page as you guys. I think this is Jeff Poole's group. But in light of the recent information that I have just been given, Casey Mattingly. Is this, is this hot off the presses? Casey Mattingly was the only one in this group to beat me. <laughs> therefore, therefore, I'm going therefore, to. He's well positioned to win his group. I'm going to have to pick Casey Mattingly in this group based on that expert analysis by brian there we go. i knew you were listening i knew it does in everything that casey does he is a tremendous second place finisher so i love that pick yeah <laughs> whether it Truth be, be told, when I was, votes or elections or whatever when i first looked at this group i actually was going to take casey just because i don't know I mean, out of this group, Ben plays what you guys all said. Steve's a great guy. Mark, I'm happy to see him again. I'm glad he's back. Um, Poole has a ton of experience. Uh, Casey's just, I don't know, something about him. He's just chipper, cheery, talk your ear off if you let him. Um, I kind of was leaning towards him a little bit, just I don't know why, just gut. But then, you know, Jeff, I think Jeff's the obvious pick, but I mean, I got to go. I can't pick the same as you guys, and I need something to, to grab onto. So I'm going to go with Casey <laughs> having that victory. Too, you got Jeff Poole, who a lot of people know his name just because of how he finished in Carolina. He's got the best handicap in that group there. So I'd be curious to see if like 75% of the people pick him. You know what I mean? As far as, so if he doesn't do as well as we, you and I think he will, Matt, and somebody else ends up doing all right, like that's, that's a good opportunity to gain some ground. I, oh, well, for sure. If, if that does happen, I fully expect to hear from that person. Yes. Tell us what idiots we are. The one thing I worried about Jeff was um, he does like his, his cervezas. Sure. Um, so that long day might hurt, might hurt him as well. Yeah. But, but I think, I think we're thinking he's a purple qualifier. So I don't know if it will hurt him that much. I think I'm. I think I'm hoping he's a purple qualifier. Okay. This field, I am very worried that there will be eight eight pink bracket qualifiers here, and it's just not going to matter that much. Yeah. With that being said, I mean, I think Mark Tate holds some weight here. Uh, I I if it if it was 
2017, I would absolutely not disagree with you. I just, I don't, I don't have enough yeah. experience with how Mark's been playing in the last half a decade, honestly. I and think this is a vacation and he's going to play Golden Tee while he's on vacation. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It's good to see him back though. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So that rounds, that rounds out our fantasy uh, recap real fast. I've got Haas, Aljaz, what was I thinking? Uh, Jade McGillum, Aaron Ketchum, Michael Gray, Kavanaugh, Zeke, and Jeff Poole. Bernsey, you got Luna Godfrey, McGillum, Chisholm Woodson, Kirk Stimpert, Evan Scanlon, Jamie Arrington, one eye, uh, Jeff Poole. And Gary went with Andy Haas, Seti Godfrey himself. Uh, Dan Kalzuski, Art DeVries, DeVries, Debris Johnson, uh, Chris Jusick, Bryce Albert, and Casey Mattingly. Big, gentlemen, to the victory go the spoils. Uh, I wish I think you got me and Gary mixed up in group six. Yeah, I got Scanlon. Whoops, my bad. Okay. I'll just make a little arrow there, and then it'll be fixed. Well, that's what we do. This is why it's fun. Like, we all have our reasons, uh, you know, as far as why people are going to, you know, do well or, or not do well in whatever group that they're in. And um, there's a good chance that there's people in these groups that none of us even brought up. That end up oh, yeah. the group, and that's that's the beautiful thing about this. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and kudos to him for doing it. Right? I mean, it's I, like any other golden instrument. All, what you want to see most is people playing well, whether it's Andy Haas or Evan Scanlon or Casey Mattingly. You want to see people play well, uh, and I expect to see that the stream uh, coming up this weekend. I expect to see a lot of good play. I expect to see a lot of play because there's a lot of people going. Uh, so hopefully, with the number of machines that they're going to hopefully get in the building. Uh, be able to keep play moving along per usual for a tournament, I'll say. Um, and uh, that, that long day factor then kind of, you know, becomes not as much of a factor because that uh, the environment of a tournament is definitely something that plays into a tournament, but you don't want it to be a, the, the, the major point, right? You don't want to be qualifying at 10 PM and be like, oh, you know, I just hated life for an entire day. Yeah. And, and those are tough too, because, you know, I think we should all, it's hard to call it a long day, which you kind of all expect that now, I think after thinking about it a little bit, because there's so many people at these events and be grateful when you have a, like a short day, you know, when everything goes as planned and you're done at six, seven o'clock PM. Um, obviously short days mean that there's less people there, but, um, and the fact of the matter is there's, there's going to be a game or two that has an issue. There's going to be people waiting and you just got to hope that you're in the majority that your machine is a good working machine and that you, everything goes as planned, A, B, A, B, however, the, the groupings are um, and, and consistency. And, you know, uh, a wise man once said, uh, and he's now now in greener pastures in Colorado, but champions adjust, you know? So if things don't go as planned for you, if you're in a machine that's got some issues or whatever, just try to find a way to adjust and hopefully uh, well, you're a champion. Uh, I, I, we've seen it the last couple, well, it, the machine issues are always, you know, they're, they're a constant possibility, right? There's always something that goes wrong with uh, the, the equipment just because, you know, it's equipment that isn't meant to travel that far and 15 years uh, it, old. it does take a lot of miles. So I, I've noticed, I've noticed at my few previous tournaments here recently that, that, you know, the machine issues and things like that, that most of the player base, they've done a very, very good job of being patient about it. Right. You know, uh, and I want to congratulate the players for doing that. Right. Whether it's the, the 200 plus players that were in Texas and we had to sort through the first time doing that. Uh, I think that went very well. Uh, we had a power outage in St. Louis and we had the, you know, the mix up with the condition cards, not really being all the way locked because of, you know, how, it, how they were 
tested or, or, or timed and whatever. And, and, you know, I would, there are times in tournament history, if you will, where I can think back that if that same situation would have happened, it would have gone very poorly. Uh, yeah, but the player base recently has done a very, very good job just rolling with the punches. And I, I hope that uh, if, if anything happens in this tournament, which I don't expect it will, but you know, things happen that, uh, that the situation will be the same and that, that uh, everybody will be able to just kind of roll with the punches and, and have a good time. And that's what we're all there to do. You know, it's, it sucks that you and I won't be there, Matt and, and Gary, I know that you'll, you'll, you'll do the best you can to represent this pod and, you know, have a good time on behalf of all of us, you know, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun, busy weekend for whoever goes there. I mean, yeah. it's, especially for those that are staying in the hotel that shares a parking lot with the venue that, that Which is I would expect to be a pretty good percentage of the players. Yeah. What day are you leaving Gary? Are you going Thursday or are you just going Friday? No, mine's it's quick. I'm going Friday night and driving home Sunday night. Got to work Monday. Cause you're, you're, it's probably only what a couple hours. Four, isn't it? four and a half. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. But I lose an hour coming back. Oh, huh. I guess I didn't realize. Yeah, I guess Nashville is Central Time. Okay. Yeah, that's right there, right about there. So yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good point for people that are going to watch the stream this weekend too. Uh, Nashville Central Time Zone. So uh, synchronize your swatches if you're looking to tune in to the uh, tournament schedule. You mentioned champions adjust. It just brought up, you know, Sean Gervais overcoming the hot room and finishing third last tournament. Um, yeah. You just, you just make it happen. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's not easy, you know, but where is he on the fantasy golf again? Uh, he's, he a, has, uh, he's in group 10. 10. Group 10 later. Yeah, we're not zero. Maybe group zero. Um, yeah, he got surveyed. He did. <laughs> Gentlemen, I have nothing more for us. Uh, for all the folks traveling, have great travels. Uh, play well. Hit them straight when necessary and not straight when uh when it's necessary to do that uh i really appreciate everybody who tunes in the podcast especially while you're traveling hopefully uh we've given you enough content to get you halfway through your junior journey and uh you didn't spit anything out while you were laughing at our terrific jokes uh for everybody listening uh pods on amazon music now still on spotify still on iheart uh there was one more anchor i think uh Anywhere you normally get your podcasts uh, for Gino's GT podcast. That is where we are still at. Uh, and I hope you guys all have the best of a time in a very crowded national Tennessee. See you guys. Yeah. I'll, I'll be missing. And I'll be honest. I was looking at flights up until two weeks ago, trying to find a way to fly, fly down Saturday morning and fly back Monday morning. And there was a flight on Monday that just did not jive with my schedule and would not go down in price. And I'm really going to miss being there because Although I did start out with some negative thoughts on, on the venue with, with their food stuff, um, it really is an awesome big place. You know, the space is not going to be an issue. It's going to be um, with the 210 people and say there's 50 significant others, there's going to be room. You guys will be comfortable. Um, and it'll, be, it'll be a great weekend. I'm really going to miss out on being there. And fingers crossed I can go back next year. There you go. Kegs, any party shots? Yeah, I did want to say one more thing. I know that we discussed um, – you know, when things happen, lock condition cards, power outages, whatever, we've all been, the three of us have been around a long time, you know, with 30 players at a tournament, 40 players at a tournament, 50 players at a tournament. Um, things are going to happen. Roll with the punches. Steve and them are doing a great job. 
Um, I just want to give them a little shout out, you know, handling 200 plus people in a tournament, you're going to have situations that come up. They're doing their best to handle them and uh, just, just roll with punches um, and just think of where this has came from and where it's at now. And every time it gets a little better and they get more experience, just like us with matches, they get more experience with tournaments handling issues. I guess I'm just reiterating, you know, be professional about it and uh, do the and best you can or try to hold your own tournament and see what happens. Make sure you, I mean, and, and you mentioned Stephen and them, you know, Russ does a great job behind the scenes with all the technical stuff. Paige does a lot of the money stuff. They all play their role. They're all really important, but make sure you listen to Steve when he's talking. He explains everything. He might only do it once, but he explains everything that you need to know to do. If this is your first tournament, when you go up there and you're reporting scores, you're going to be in line. There's a lot of matches that are going to be going on. He's going to know certain information. So just, just make sure you're paying attention when, when his voice comes on that microphone there. So you, you get him all the information he needs to keep that tournament moving quick, nice and quick. Sir. Yeah, all, all good advice, guys. All good advice. Uh, try to keep the noise down. That's all I'm saying. Try to keep the noise Please down, keep guys. Keep the noise down. Noise down, questions to a minimum. That's right. <laughs> Signing off, guys. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good.